0: You are listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. Everybody, you called us a robbery! Not you fucking piece of moon! And I'll execute every motherfucking
1: last one of you. Can you name name me somebody who played a Klingon? Oh, name, name me uh, somebody who played a Klingon. Red from,
0: Klingon. from that '70s show.
1: Christopher Lloyd.
0: Oh, also Christopher Lloyd. John Tesh. Yes, that's right. Correct.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So there's our our Klingon trivia trivia. for the night. Ah! <laughs> wow, it's different when we
0: do it late. The nighttime is the right time. I like it. Yeah. This is how it's how radio was meant to be done, right? <laughs> At night. In the morning? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What it, like, Joel well, winded, because well, yeah, exactly. Me, me taking cigarette breaks. No, when you uh, w- w- what's American Graffiti, the George Lucas movie? Yeah, it's got uh, With
1: Wolfman Jack. I was going
0: to say Scatman Crothers, but yeah. <laughs> 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 Wolfman Jack, <laughs> Scatman,
1: Scatman Crothers. They're
0: they're cut from the same cloth. One and the same, what's as that far that? as I'm concerned. Yeah. <laughs> But he's all you know. That's like happens at midnight when they're cruising the strip. Yeah, that's, that's right. That's that was my first exposure to the life of radio. Him sucking on popsicles. That's right. It's a good flick, man. That's a great movie. That's. I, I it, think they should do a <laughs> like the, a recut.
1: I think he should have a recut of that. The George Lucas recut of American Graffiti. <laughs> <laughs> it's like just robots walking in the foreground and stuff.
0: There's like four times as many cars, right? The they're all like in the foreground. And they're flying overhead. <laughs> A do-back for no reason That's whatsoever. Right. He's walking through. Jar <laughs> Jar Binks is in the backseat of Harrison Ford's car. You guys want a drag race?
1: <laughs> instead, of, instead of what? It, who was it? It Was a Carrie Fisher that was in the car with uh, Harrison Ford? No, it who was... was in the uh, car with him? What's
0: her name? The chick who uh, ended up um, growing... Oh, she, uh, I what's can't her remember name? who it was. But Isn't it she ins- the chick who's the daughter of the Mamas and the Papas singer who talked about dating her father <laughs> like she was molested? Jesus. Okay, okay. I hope so because there's some hearsay going on. Right. that. I'm going to look it up. No, you
1: know what? No, it's... it's, it's it's dead it's dead it's dead in the water it's the uh, the editing bay on the next wave radio network my name's joe i'm joel and uh, this is where we come to talk about movies uh, oftentimes they are underappreciated gems um, but most of the time, they're just pieces of crap, <laughs> and this is when we will come and talk about them. Uh, so we were originally going to do kind of a week of Hot Sub Time Machine, mm-hmm. uh, where Jeff and I would talk about the original film, or the new film, mm-hmm. on Afternoon Delight, and you and I would talk about the original film here right. on the Editing Bay, but unfortunately... Um, Last week, last Friday, the news came down. Well, in fact, earlier in the week, the news had come down that Leonard Nimoy was admitted to the hospital. Oh, I see.
0: I didn't even know about it. It came out of left field for me. Yeah,
1: he was admitted to the hospital, and then that's when, like, the big Leonard Nimoy is dead hoax had started up. And everybody's like, no, he's not. He's not dead. He's just, you know, he's in the hospital. Uh, But then on Friday, the news had come down that he had passed away. Mm -hmm. Uh, And at first, everybody was like, nope, hoax, hoax, hoax. But then soon the New York Times was confirming it, LA Times confirming it. Yeah. You know, and all the other news outlets were falling in line oh, my soon afterwards. Twitter
0: feed was blowing up, man. That's all it was all Spock all the time that a- Friday afternoon.
1: And you didn't I don't think you had to be a Star Trek fan. You didn't have to be a quote unquote nerd Mm-mm. to have appreciated the contributions that this man had made in in you know pop culture in his, hu- his humanitarian efforts. Uh, it, it was something that was felt, I think, far and wide. And so we kind of called the Audible, and we're like, you know what? We need to focus on a Leonard Nimoy flick.
0: That's right. And if you're following our Twitter handle or our Facebook page, you would have known by now that uh, you won't be hearing about uh, Hot Tub Time Machine this week. That's right. So that's more incentive, folks, to follow (laughs) us on our (laughs) that way,
1: (laughs) So that way you're not thrown for a loop. (laughs) little plug (laughs) right here in the middle. Uh, So we've decided to go with a film uh, that Leonard Nimoy not only starred in, but he directed, and had a hand in kind of conceiving the story for as well. Yep. And it is Star Trek 4, The Voyage Home. And since we're talking about a Star Trek film, we thought we'd bring a familiar voice from the Next Wave Radio Network back into the fold. Uh, Mr. Jason Cox, who used to be a regular on the 8-Bit Gladiators. Welcome, sir. Yay. Thank you so much for having me back. Thank you for coming back. When we originally thought we were going to do a Star Trek film, and I had told you this, I was like, Jason Cox. We need to bring Jason <laughs> Cox back because the last time we talked about Star Trek, it was when we—I think it was Into Darkness. It was, yeah. We had a, a big
2: episode with what, like six guests on it I <laughs> yes. think, or something. We had a full not studio. enough for my money. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, it was uh, Into Darkness was about to come out. Uh, myself and Joe Porter and a few other friends were on, and uh, that may have actually been one of my last eight-bit. Uh-huh. I think you right. Yeah, yeah. Before business travel took over. <laughs>
0: Um, and the, the spiritual yeah. successor to your favorite—can uh, I dare I say your favorite Star Trek movie, *The Wrath of Khan*? Is that?
1: Yeah. Oh, hands down. Okay. Dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Y- no. and mine too. And, and, and I would say I'd never—I wouldn't even call myself a huge Star Trek fan. Yeah, you're not, are you? Definitely *Wrath of Khan*. *Wrath and, of Khan* is a fantastic film. And
0: if we're saying that that was the—if that's the number one Star Trek movie, is it safe to say that this is probably the number two as far as a wide audience goes?
2: Um, you know, we were actually talking about this before we Oop. started recording. No, uh, so I would have bit. been here on ba- time. Ba- I would have. Yeah, yeah it, if you'd right? been here on time, you would have known I got you. Uh, I'm reading between as the lines. To Story of his life, smoking, uh, sinner, F- uh, <laughs> but yeah, actually, this movie is does have kind of a big following in the Star Trek community as being a favorite, and honestly, I think it has a lot to do with the fact that Nimoy was so involved. It is such a curveball of a movie for the franchise. Absolutely. Um. That, yeah, there's a lot of people who love and adore and embrace this movie, myself being one of them, even
1: though early on I did not like this film. No. I agree. Um, this is a movie that my father took my sister and I to, and I I cannot say enough, and I've said it before, like, I didn't grow up a Star Trek fan. Mm-hmm. So when Pops took us to go see this, I was like, eh, all right, whatever. And I had the same feeling when I first saw this movie, I kind of had the same feeling I had when I saw that Superman, the quest for peace movie. (laughs) Oh, shit. Let's not say things we can't take back. (laughs) But I want you to follow me on this that whole movie kind of had that heavy-handed, you know, no nukes and we're going to, you oh know, we're going to kind of clean the world of the nukes thing. And this movie also had like that, you know, we need to we need we need to do what we can for 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 ecology and 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 let's save stop the hunting whales. the whales, save the whales, you know that it, it had kind of a bit of that heavy-handed message, but I think this film balanced it way better than Superman did. Now, (laughs) looking back on it as a 37-year-old, I'm like, wow. They were way better at it than that Superman movie did.
0: You mean trying to mix the comedy with the peril?
1: Well, mix the comedy with the peril, but also just make it make sense within the context of Uh, a Star Trek story. It wasn't just like save the whales, but how are we going to make that fit a Star Trek story? Whereas with Superman, it was like, no nukes. All right, Superman just throws a bunch of nukes (laughs) into the sun and it creates Nuclear Man. (laughs) No, I don't think it worked. That um, nope. way.
2: Yeah, it, it, they did a much better job of, of tempering the heavy handedness of the message. Uh-huh. Not like um, what was that god awful James Cameron movie? Avatar? Uh, Avatar. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Titanic. <laughs> let's, let's, let's stop spearfishing. Ava, Ava, Avatanic. Avatanic. That, was, that <laughs> was cruelty
0: to diamonds, that movie. Tossed aside.
1: God. <laughs> what did Joel get out of that movie? <laughs> they were so cruel to the money. Was, <laughs> there was so much money left on the bottom of the sea. I know. Let's rape history. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. So I thought right off the bat, this film... Uh, it was a little bit chilling because of the the situation. We decided to watch this film under like it was like okay, we lost N- Leonard Nimoy. Mm-hmm. Let's go ahead and watch this movie. And like right off the bat, the film opens with like the poignant opening dedicated to the the Challenger
0: yeah. I was Yeah, like, whoa, whoa! I'd totally okay, forgotten I totally forgot that it was the yeah, same I era. I forgot that as well. 86.
1: So I was like, well, okay, uh, that that was it. Was really touching. I had I totally forgotten that that movie came out around that same time. Mm-hmm. Um, and how. 1986 is this movie. Oh, my God. Joe, that's one of my notes, too. This
0: movie couldn't be more 80s if it tried. You know what? There's... Like if they were making this movie today, and uh-huh. they were trying to, you know, what would we do? What what happened in the eighties the to, to to mimic that era? Like this movie has it all. It's got the boombox, got the guy with the mohawk, yes. the crazy cars, headbands? the lingo, headbands, <laughs> the fucking hair, the bouffant hair. Yeah. It's almost like time travel, <laughs>
1: and, it, and it's, right, yeah, 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 and it's hilarious because
0: you know, at the time, like when this movie was made, they were gonna like, okay, we, you know, we have the future, and then we have present day, uh, not thinking that, you know. 20 or well, 30 years from now, we'd be looking back on it and be like, Man, that movie is so fucking.
1: <laughs> even the future is it's like so they were outdated. trying
0: to be 80s. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Bell
1: bottoms are going to come
0: back in a couple hundred years.
1: <laughs> like, even the communicators in, in the 23rd century yeah. look so old fashioned. <laughs> flip phones. <laughs> <huge>. <laughs> Seriously, who carries a flip phone? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I totally forgot this. Like, even working into the beginning of this movie, I forgot how really well Star Trek, like, moved forward with their first few sequels, like, straight from, like, Wrath of Khan into Search for Spock. Uh, oh, they were connected. Into, you know, the Voyage Home. Like, they really connected that story. Like, there was that ongoing A-plot of, like, you know, kind of the the trial of Kirk mm-hmm. and and, like, how he had gone rogue and mm-hmm. what was going on with his crew. And I really dug that this was kind of like a stop along the way that they were still kind of waiting to put Kirk on trial mm-hmm. for going rogue and taking his crew to go find Spock on Genesis. Yeah, Like, I really dug that. I totally forgot that that was what was going on I, there. Yeah.
0: I think that's why this movie has such a wide appeal, because it's, it's the most un-Star Trek-like Star Trek movie. For one, they're not even on the fucking Enterprise through the entire movie. No other Star Trek movie uh, is like that. Um, and then, yeah, th- th- where it's set, it was it was so accessible for a uh, modern man, or at least at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's, I, I think up until the 2009 reboot of Star Trek, this was the highest-grossing Star Trek movie.
1: I didn't. I see, and I had no idea. I had mm-hmm. not done any research on I this. Didn't know this. That's what I'm here for, folks. This film, as far as I was concerned, and I just I think this was just from more of a personal standpoint. This film always kind of felt like it was more of a punchline in the Star Trek uh, pantheon of films. Yes. That it was like, oh, it's the one where they went back in time and got whales and you know brought what? them back to, the pr- to present-day Star Trek land. It does take a lot of liberties and does a lot of tongue-in-cheek and kind of
2: punchy things in it that the other movies don't do as much. Uh, mm-hmm. Has Star Trek,
1: was Star Trek ever before this or since, was it ever so funny? No, Oh, no. Because this film was hilarious at yeah. times. Yeah, yeah. And, and like, not, not even in a way that it like pulls you out of the film, like- it was truly funny where yeah. they're walking the streets of San Francisco and, the, and the, the cab comes up and Kirk like gets hit. And the dude's like, get out of the road, dumbass. And Kirk looks at him and he's like, well, double dumbass to you. Right. Yeah. I started laughing my balls off at that.
0: Anytime uh, Spock is cursing, like he'll uh-huh. just, you know, the hell I did, the hell you didn't. <laughs> yes. His misuse of. Um, yeah, very well done.
2: Yeah, no, and that's the thing, is you look back, uh, the motion picture, uh, obviously I don't think there's much of a funny moment in that one, (laughs) Uh, Wrath of Khan has some great moments in it, some great humor, and most of that's comedic timing with Shatner. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, But then, yeah, you get to... And and the next one, I'm sorry, Search for Spock is just one long, dark movie. Uh Uh-huh. But then you get to this one, and it's it's basically a slapstick comedy compared to the other ones. Mm -hmm. It's that like breath of fresh air that you needed. And I think that's why so many people didn't like it at first, or so many people rejected it at first, including myself, because this isn't a Star Trek movie. Yeah, the purist. I mean, I'm still riding the high of Wrath of Khan, even Mm -hmm. though I survived through Search for Spock. Thinking, okay, we're going to get another glimpse of greatness here, and it was like, what is this? Uh-huh. There's no Enterprise, there's no epic space battle. I don't, I don't understand. I yeah. think, uh-huh. but then years later, as I got a little older and watched it again, I was like, wow, this really is a lot of fun, uh-huh. and the characters are still the characters I love.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think uh, this was supposed to be the last Star Trek movie. Uh, they didn't intend for it to be as successful, or didn't expect it to be as successful. And because of its success. All of a sudden, there was a renewed uh, 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 faith uh, in the Star Trek franchise in Paramount. That's what got the Next Generation greenlit, the success of this movie. This film did? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, wait. I read some conflicting information. Uh
2: Actually, Uh um, the budget for Next Generation got cut because of this movie. (laughs) Yes, that is also true. Because of Shatner and Nimoy getting bigger paychecks. The only reason they get Shatner back was to increase his pay, and that actually cut into the
0: budget. For next generation. I think uh, TJ Hooker being canceled maybe had a little bit of a (laughs) a hand (laughs) in Shatner coming back. Wait, I've changed my mind.
1: Aren't going to by themselves. (laughs) Uh, I love how this film pulls a looper and just kind of like brushes off all the complexities of what time travel could be. Where they're just like, all right, guys. We're gonna have to go back in time. Yep. Sure. All right. Spock, <laughs> do the computations, and we're just gonna fly really fast that way. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and that's all you need to do to go back in time. And, and
0: okay, so I need to lean on you guys because maybe with our, our combined Star Trek knowledge uh, have has time travel come up in the Star Trek universe before this movie? I know there was uh, not, the original I'm going to series. Defer to Jason. So
2: in the original series, the Hitler I think one, right? there were there were a couple of moments, but um, in the movies, no. And in the movies, no, not then, not since until the reboot. Yeah. And actually, it was a thing. What
1: about Generations? What was Generations?
0: Oh. Generations
2: was later. Uh, okay. But, okay, yeah, yeah. Okay, was No, that was more, wasn't. It
0: wasn't time travel. He it was, was stuck time in kind perspe- of,
2: perception. Yeah, okay. Perception of time uh, more than time travel because Kirk got caught in the Nexus and then it was all relative as to what time was to all these different people, you know, whatever. Nerd. Yeah. You're a fucking nerd. <laughs> <laughs> I love that song. <laughs> wow. But no, that was one of the things. And actually, um, our good friend Joe Porter uh-huh. um, had actually at one point in his life written a Star Trek fan novel. Uh, but it involved time travel. Hmm. Uh, it had to do with the next generation. But in it, it actually didn't get published, and they wouldn't even recognize the fact he had written it because it did involve time travel. <laughs> well, it, they have done it a it what eighty on that. Changed the timeline, <laughs> yeah. but yeah, that's the thing is actually Star Trek never really has dealt with time travel that much, and I think to good cause. Yes. I think you know that makes sometimes that can be an old hack, you know, kind of lazy feature to well. use. But you know, they did it here. And they did take a lot of liberties, and yeah, you're right. Two whales suddenly disappear.
1: Who's gonna notice (laughs) that? I love how they're just so laissez-faire about what could possibly happen in the past. And in fact, like every time I make a note about something Mm -hmm. on this piece of paper, they would address it. Yeah. But then they would like address it in like a really like, who the fuck cares kind of way. Like there's one point where I'm like. Uh, what was the note that I wrote? Uh, um, according to this film, the Enterprise crew is actually responsible for several significant scientific advancements <laughs> yes. and discoveries, and that's while they're they're at the glass place. Yeah, uh, and and Scotty's showing this guy the formula for like <laughs> transparent, <laughs> aluminum. transparent aluminum, and uh, and and like Bones pulls him aside. He's like, "Hey, uh, if we do this." Aren't we like tempering with like the the timeline? Yeah. And Scotty's like, well, who's to say he isn't the one that really yeah. that really discovered it? I love, and I like that they just kind of look at each other like, meh, fuck yeah. it. Well, and see, <laughs> and that's the like, thing. Okay, awesome. I love that they're like, ah, eh, whatever.
2: <laughs> and that's I did. I love the fact they do it that way. Which, by the way, side point about that uh, aluminum. Uh uh-huh. Yes.
0: That, that was actually discovered in 2009. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Art imitating life. <laughs> Yeah, I do love that they have that conversation right in the middle of him already showing him. Like, he's already pulled it up yeah. on the computer. <laughs> it's he's like, too fucking late now. Oh, you know what? By the way, uh, aside...
1: He's like, well, I could always hit the clear button. That's I'm true. like, I don't know. That's already in the computer <laughs> history, man. Like, yeah, I'm pretty sure.
2: <laughs> I am fairly certain the computers then didn't have quite the uh, intricate history they do now.
1: <laughs> but what a charming <laughs> moment when Scotty sits down and he's like, Computer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he pulls up the mouse. Hello, Computer. computer. <laughs> My favorite. Line.
2: Computer.
1: It's, it's, it, it was a delightful film. I really thought that there was going to be. And now, there are some problems with this movie, there mm-hmm. are definitely some things that we could tear apart. Yeah. But right off the bat, it's almost like kind of starting off with with a whole lot of compliment before we get to the criticism. This is a charming movie. Yeah, like there was there's a whole lot to like about this movie, and this was a film that I've avoided for a long time, yeah. and I'm kind of regretting the fact that I had because I had a blast watching this. Wait a minute.
0: Had you never seen
1: this? No, I saw Like I said, I saw this in the theater when okay, I was a okay, kid. Okay, okay, but never. And I really didn't, I hadn't, I didn't enjoy it that much back then. Okay. I was really critical of it. And I was like, wow, this is dumb. They're like picking up whales and they're bringing whales to space. This is ridiculous. You know, and all I could think of is, you know, from that moment, moment on, uh, when I saw that that South Park episode when that whale was left on the moon. <laughs> yeah. like, it would always remind me. It would, it would always remind me of this movie. Yeah. Uh, And I'd only seen this movie that one time. Uh And so going back to it, I kind of dreaded doing this. And I had a blast with it. Yeah. I really loved it. I loved that. um, And and I don't know if it was just kind of exclusive to this movie that we had a Spock who was still kind of like who was trying to find himself again. Okay.
0: That part bugged me. Did it bug you? Why is that? It it bugs me when whenever they read because they've done the same thing with Next Generation and Data. It's like he's. He's gone three, four seasons, I'm talking about data now, where he's finally getting close to humanity and he's becoming one, he's learning all these things, and then they just fucking hit the reset button, and it's like, we need the old data back, the old dumb data who doesn't know anything about how humans work. They did the same thing with Spock, I feel, and it's kind of a... Well, how, he, he did die. I know, Yeah, that's how they wrote it in. I, oh,
2: well, let's see. <laughs> You're right, that's the whole reason they did three movies. Was just so they could reset.
0: Well Spock. but hold on, but, but they weren't gonna make part three, were they? Like Wrath Khan was supposed to be the last one, and then based on that success, then they so they had to bring the it back the for the part three. For Spock. Exactly. No, you're
1: not you're not incorrect. Of course. You're not incorrect on that. <laughs> of course. That's, that's the closest you'll get to saying I'm right, that I'm not incorrect. It's fucking double negatives. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> I can't well I can't give you too much, because it goes straight to your head. It does. Like, like that, this beer. But, like I ha- that beer. But, but I have to
2: wait. I have to disagree though, because Spock did evolve back into being more of the what he was prior. You know, the uh, showing glimpses of humanity in his character. Yes, as his character evolved again, and even in this movie, right. But with Data, I don't get it. He was a robot. You could turn off certain circuits,
0: that's, and that's basically what they did. Yeah. They removed his chip and then yeah. took, brought <laughs> put it back, back again. in. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, I don't know, I just feel like it's a bit of a cop-out when they do stuff like that.
1: I, I get your frustration with Data because they did it over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. This was the well, only was, time they did it with Spock.
2: But that was because Brent Spiner took over the series, and he was just self-indulgent. It, yeah. did. it was Patrick
0: Stewart and Brent Spiner. All of a sudden, that motherfucker became second build. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> well, I, mean like, I love him. And Brent Spiner's
1: best friend was like directing all the movies at that yep, point. That's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I, I thought it was okay. It didn't bother me so much. All right. Because he had died, and now he was... Kind of relearning listen, himself, I, I,
0: I feel you. Yes, whoa, 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 they did a good whoa, whoa, job whoa, whoa, of whoa, whoa. writing whoa. it into the story. How
1: about, how about you listen? Because I let you talk already. It just negates <laughs> now it's my turn to share. It's a give and take my here. Oh, yeah, Joe never gets to talk on a podcast. A <laughs> how about you take this right here? Ooh. This knuckle he just sandwich. whipped out
0: his cock, folks. <laughs> I, I no, thought he was gonna you fist would, you. <laughs> you, would, you, would, you would need this magnifying glass. Oh, <laughs> self deprecation. There's the self deprecating All uh right, so, um,
1: so, so James T. Kirk was. Still a sexy motherfucker back in nineteen eighty six. Filling out that uniform fairly <laughs> nicely. Uh, filling out that uniform, is, he he had, he still hadn't reached like maximum chub. No, <laughs> yeah. So he was still he was still all right. He was still and he man.
0: I think I rented that last weekend by was, the way. Maximum, maximum chub. chub. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he was he was definitely trying to throw his Mac down on Jillian I don't wear bras at the what at the, the hell right at the marine biology I place. didn't realize I was going to see nipples in the middle oh of my the god. Star Trek god, and Drake you Johns. see them all over the place like mm-hmm. she is just like constant nipples it was a
0: different time free love Joe uh okay. in the so, <laughs> so so it's can carry we, over can
1: we, can we just can we touch really quickly on the, the fancy Italian restaurant they go to that, that serves <laughs> that serves Michelob <laughs> 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 product placement also a different time <laughs> Star-, Star Trek brought to you by Michelin <laughs> <Like, like this laughs> I, I, I did love the exchange in the car though where she's like do you like Italian and yes no. And like, yeah, no no yes no yeah, yes no, yes. no. <laughs> it was it was good it was good god mm-hmm. just, I want to watch this movie again because I had such a good time with it let's do it right uh, now <laughs> we'll do we'll do a, a commentary track okay for, for this whole film um Okay. Is there? Can we can we start shitting on it now? I, I do want to shit on one thing. I, w- I want to shit on one thing. We'll start this. We'll start the rolling now. Mm-hmm. Um, when Kirk went into the pawn shop to get them money, mm-hmm. and he sold the 18th century glasses that Bones gave him, mm-hmm. and Spock said, "Weren't those a gift that Doctor McCoy gave you?" And Kirk says, "Yes, they were. But the beautiful thing is, he'll give them to me again." Huh?
0: <laughs> what, what? Assuming that in the future McCoy like it gets handed down what, uh, and McCoy somehow
1: What what but wh- how? Uh, because he'll get it in how. the future, not it's in his timeline. Years. Okay.
0: But although you know, I don't know that this movie okay. treats timeline the way like Back to the Future does, like it skews off. I I get the feeling they're intended for it to be one big loop. You think so? Well, I mean because they, like yeah exactly. Well because if they would have traveled back to the future from that time point, like who th- there's no indication that anything has changed since they left.
1: No. No, and that's and that you know th- there's that which kind of confused mm-hmm. me because it made me think like okay, does that mean like when they go back to the future Back to the future. (laughs) Does that mean that those glasses, like, he's going to reach in his pocket and those fucking glasses are going to be back in his pocket again? Like, it, it was a really weird thing where he was like, but he'll give them to me again. Yeah. I didn't quite understand what the, what the significance was of that, of I, him saying that. I
0: just thought think he meant that somehow these glasses that he's now passing off to this pawn shop are somehow going to find their way into the hands of Bones in the future. Like, those are the same glasses See, that but, are constantly going through time.
1: And for me, it, may, it, it made it seem like he meant that, like, he would... This Kirk yeah. would have those glasses again when they got back into their regular timeline. That, like, oh, but through, like, this and string theory and all this BS... I would end up having these glasses again, back when we got when we get back to our rightful yeah. place because of science. I
2: think he was just being Kirk and being a smartass.
0: Yeah, uh, I'm more concerned with uh, how he got a hundred dollars for those piece of shit glasses. Like some pawn shop uh, guy who's been watching uh, antique roadshow <laughs> and wasn't knows it's from, from the 18th yet. century? Well, you know, I thought, thought you know, hundred one bucks was,
1: small, was low for it for for 18th century glasses. But he doesn't know that. How did the
0: pawn
2: shop owner know? I just happened to study 18th century eyewear. That's what I'm saying.
1: Maybe there's there's (laughs) Marx. Maybe there's Marx. He was wearing glasses. Maybe that makes him an expert on glasses. Are we really drawing the line on a Star
0: Trek film when when it comes to (laughs) what the pawn shop guy knows?
1: Why am I the guy defending
0: this? I have no idea. (laughs) I want to talk about Michelle Nichols and how awful she is. She was horrible. Captain... I hear she, a whale song. She
1: was horrible. <laughs> she just, wow. <laughs> I feel like the I feel like the phrase "Shut up, Nichelle" was uttered like maybe no less than fifteen, sixteen times on the set, oh. where she was like coked up and she said something stupid, and someone was like "Shut up, Nichelle."
0: And you want to talk about of all the cast, like the one person who isn't holding up as well in this movie as they did in the series. It's her. I love the scene where. Uh, they're 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 exiting the Klingon ship and like fucking Sulu and Chekhov are having to like push her push, push her, her out, ass push out of the portal. <laughs> <hole. laughs> like, That's one of the notes that I
1: wrote down. It's get your fucking ass out of the ship. Ura. <laughs> <laughs> Can we just beam our ass out of the way? Right, there you go, I know. Yeah, even
0: Scotty is like looking spelt in this movie compared to her. Yeah. Sulu, is still skinny as normal. Oh, the show. <laughs> she did not,
1: she did not look, but then in later movies she looked better. Mm-hmm. She, it's almost
0: like- I think she saw her ass in this one and decided, <laughs> time to fucking hit the treadmill.
1: But even like, even like her acting improved. Yeah. From this point it improved. But she, yeah, no, she was rough. In luckily, they did not use her that much. in I know, in this and, movie. and
0: it's kind of a travesty, uh, uh, a tragedy, or a travesty. It's both because uh, everybody kind of gets their moment to shine in this movie, which I think is great. Unfortunately, I, I disagree. <sighs> oh, really? I
1: think they kind of went out of their way yeah. to give everybody a moment to shine, and I think it worked to the detriment of the movie at one point.
0: Uh, are you talking about a specific character, or I'm, just the yes, way its yes. attention is divided?
1: I'm talking about a specific moment. Ooh, and, and that uh, moment is the moment is when Chekhov gets uh-huh. injured and has to go to the hospital. And then they have to do the big hospital break in yep. go get checkoff. <laughs> put and, your damn butcher knives away. Bones McCoy has to have his moment as the doctor because we didn't have enough DeForest Kelly in this movie. Yes. And I agree. I love DeForest Kelly. I think he's a great he's a great character, and he is definitely a huge part of what like the soul of Star Trek. Yes. Like he is really a great part of that. And I I really love the moments he has with Spock in this movie mm-hmm. where he's like, you know, we'll take your best guess. You know, like right. his, his little moments there. Those are really nice. And I'm glad they tried to give him some more business, but it didn't quite work. And, and it just it really felt like, oh, now at this point we're trying to stretch it. We are stretching this movie a little bit and we didn't need it. We didn't need Chekhov going into the hospital. That didn't have to happen. And, and and if it did happen, we didn't need to have the goofy, like, oh, we're running out of the, We could have just beamed ourselves out of the operating room.
0: They, they finally get it in the elevator.
1: Which is After dumb. Like, nice if you know chasing. anything about Star Trek, fucking beaming out of the elevator is far more complicated than just beaming out of the fucking operating yeah, room.
0: Yeah, more complicated than beaming uh, whales and uh four, yeah. <laughs> What was it? 400,000 tons <laughs> 400, of water or whatever it was?
1: 400,000 tons. There you go.
0: I'm not just beaming the whales, but the water, too. You know, and I know it was forced. I hear what you're saying. Um... <laughs> But I I do appreciate because I think one of the problems that Star Trek movies get into is when they start to focus on as they did in the Next Generation, with it's all about Patrick Stewart, it's all about Brent Spiner, throw some Riker in there, but all the side characters get like one scene. Yeah. And this one did a good job of like everybody has to have you know a good fifteen minutes of, of screen time.
1: I thought no no, I, and I I agree. I thought that they they did a decent job up until that. I didn't think we needed all the goofiness in the hospital. <laughs> I think that was just I a little too much
2: given the feel of this movie. I never felt that was out of place. Yeah. The fact this movie was just goofier than all the other Star Trek movies, it worked Uh for me. Um, I mean, I can see what you're saying, but. It it just turned into like duck soup. Yeah, it was just for five minutes.
0: (laughs) And if anything is out of place, the soundtrack. (laughs) <laughs> the score to this movie, there are two or three, well, that one chase scene, and when they're chasing Checkoff, Chekhov around the, uh... the Enterprise? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. uh, no, in, in the submarine.
1: <laughs> that's the Enterprise. That was oh, the Enterprise. Oh, my bad. Yeah, See, It was I'm supposed thinking, to be the Enterprise. I hear Enterprise, and I'm thinking, yeah, You're talking that's right.
0: about the aircraft carrier. The actual aircraft carrier. Yeah. There's a couple of moments in there where we have like a, there's like an Irish jig. Actually, yeah. that one was Russian. <laughs> and it's like, this isn't your traditional James Horner epic score, or Star no. Trek. I would love for somebody like to go theater. back to the
1: old Star Trek movies and like redub some of like the James Horner scores into them to see what how they would play out.
0: It certainly would have been more intense, but you're right, it would have you would have lost some of the levity that uh, I think so. the tone of this movie was going uh-huh. for. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm okay with it.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, but that was I mean, I think as far as gripes go, that's probably my biggest one was mm-hmm. was the checkoff DeForest Kelly. I just thought that was a little bit stretched out. I love the interrogation sequence. Where he's okay, I, I, thought, I had an issue with that. I see, I thought that was fun. I loved him and Nich- Nichelle Nichols on the street looking for the They're nuclear, great. the nuclear wessels. I mean, that that created <laughs> that created one of his most iconic parts. Like, people quote that to this day, yeah. Like, I'm looking for the nuclear wessels. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so,
0: so you, <laughs> I love it. Sorry, I love at the end of that scene when uh, the the bystander finally, oh, yeah, it's an alameda. He's like, that's that's what I said. I was I said the whole time, alameda. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently that was all ad lib, too. Do you know that? Oh uh, No, I didn't know that. The woman who speaks to them was an extra. She wasn't supposed to have a speaking role. Uh, her car had gotten towed. Yeah,
2: I read this, too. She wasn't was even supposed act. to be an extra. No,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Holy shit. And so her, in order to... Uh, go her ahead, Her car
2: got towed to make room for the production, and then she got cast <laughs> as an extra to make money to get her car untowed. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> and then they said, just act naturally. Yep. And then she delivered a line, which they kept. Which totally shocked
0: the hell out of her, (laughs) but I liked it.
1: Yeah, that's
0: great.
1: So okay, so you had an issue with the 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 scene, the interrogation scene.
0: Yeah, because okay, so we've already set up with Spock and and Shatner, Spock and Shatner, (laughs) Kirk and Nimoy, that um, (laughs) either way it's going to be one one character name, one actor name. (laughs) That when uh, you know when they're they know they're in the past and they know they kind of have to play along and they have to assume that everybody they're talking to has no idea what they're talking about. Che- Chekhov didn't get that memo apparently, and he he keeps repeating, "Oh yes, I'm from Starfleet, I'm from the Starship Enterprise." He's like, "Dude, this isn't you're not you're not getting any favors from the interrogators. They still think you're fucking nuts." Why is he the only one who doesn't have a cover story? That's a good question. I didn't even think about that. It, it makes him seem like a fucking idiot. Is what happens. <laughs> 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 yeah, I didn't know about Just that. Just me. All right, I didn't think about that at all. No,
1: that's that's a good call. He
0: does seem kind of like the dunce of the Starship. Enterprise crew, or in this movie?
1: Well, and maybe that's why they paired him up with Uhura. Like, oh. <laughs> like they're like they're the D team. Like, if something happens, uh, the, ones, the the, the Rosengrant and Guildenstern, they're, and they're, the, they're the ones they they put near like the radioactive material. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> We're gonna go do this. You do this. Yeah. You do this. You two.
2: Go over there. Go Um, go
0: play (laughs) in (laughs) traffic. It's going to be heavily guarded, too. There's going to be a lot of guys with machine guns, so be careful out there. Try not to get killed. We're going to hang out in Central Park. With your Serpico jacket and bell bottoms.
1: (laughs) Uh, I thought that the the character of Jillian Took things pretty well when she found out that everything was like the whole space story. Yeah. <laughs> like, she took things, she took everything in stride. She
0: has her one scream as she's being beamed aboard, and then yep. immediately she's like, "Oh Kirk, you were right. You were telling the truth. <laughs> wow, yeah, fucking space, awesome, awesome." I'm Time in this travel. gigantic
1: rust bucket
0: all of a sudden. <laughs> <laughs> smells yeah, like dead
2: right. things. And,
1: and how lucky that they ended up having a Klingon bird of prey with cloaking capabilities mm-hmm. to go to 20th century Earth that they could, like, hide. And, like, I made so many notes about, like, man, I just wish that they'd have a scene where, like, some joggers or somebody would be in a park <laughs> I just and just run into it. And, like, <laughs> someone would do that. Like, she ran into the ship, and yeah. then, like, suddenly there were fucking joggers. And at one point I made the note. I was like, thank you, Star Trek. <laughs> 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 but I don't think, even if you have cloaking capabilities on your ship, uh-huh. I don't think you would actually see the trash can get crushed. You don't think so? No. Why I, not? Because cloaking capabilities, like, it's like reflected reflection. No, it's not like, no, but it's
2: still matter. It's no. The idea behind cloaking is that you take light. Like if I were standing here and cloaked, it would take light from my back and project it through my front.
1: But would I be able to see? Like if okay, so if it if if you were cloaked mm-hmm. and you sat on top of your phone, yes, would I see your phone through you?
0: If it was well lit.
1: If it was <laughs> <laughs> Actually, technically, yes,
2: because the light from above me would be then be projected down on the phone, so you'd be able to see it. and if everything is uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Well done, if it's done precisely and accurately and all that jazz, yes,
0: you would. Okay. Are you worried yes. about the fact that the ship still has mass and it's able no, to No, 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 no. no. I'm worried about the mass. It.
1: I'm worried about the fact that you can actually see it, that it crushed the can and oh. we could see it because otherwise you know, because why doesn't it just the ship is actually still there. I got you. You know what I'm saying like the, I I understand like cloaking capabilities it gives the illusion that something isn't actually there, mm-hmm. but there is actually something there. Yes. And when it crushes the can, we see a crushed can, like we see it in its entirety. But I kind of had a feeling like Shouldn't it just make the can disappear hmm. instead of like crush it? That was that was my question. But no, no, based, Jason's, no. Jason's based on based my question, <laughs> yeah, based yeah.
2: on current theories behind cloaking and some of the techniques that are being practiced right now oh, to yeah. try to make that happen, yeah, actually, it makes sense. Okay, the army has one. I'm gonna take your fucking word for it because I don't know anything about cloaking. I am fascinated by cloaking. <laughs> Imagine that, a Trek geek that's fascinated <laughs> by cloaking.
0: Hey, you know what? You know what this movie is good for. Uh, Getting stoned. Well, it, uh, you're close. It makes a great <laughs> makes a great drinking game. <laughs> Anytime somebody says the word whale, fucking take a shot. You'll be hammered halfway <laughs> through. You won't get out of the first act conscious. <laughs> they say it so many times. I think they come to the
1: fucking conclusion that they're like that. The, the drone that the the thing is looking for whales mm-hmm. way too fucking fast. They're leaping to a lot like, of they, yeah. Like Kirk is like Uhura. Can you can you? filter out all this sound and figure out what this sounds like underwater and she's like yes bam they're targeting whales and I'm I'm, whoa whoa like that's amazing. That's amazing <laughs> that you leap to that all like right off the bat.
0: And it, it's Spock that kind of comes up with a the theory too, uh-huh. right? Well, it's it was like
1: shooting a... into the water. That makes sense. Yeah, but I
2: mean,
0: <laughs> y- you're right. That scene is about ninety seconds, and it, they're it's like so fast. If my my theory is correct, you know, it's a, it has to do with a species that went extinct. You know, five hundred or 300 200, 200, What do I mean? The twenty third century. Twenty third century. Three hundred years ago. Um, but you can't
2: you can't apply your simple human logic to, to <laughs> Spock's thinking here. I
1: know,
0: it's just like, this <laughs> motherfucker knows everything. He knows everything about every planet, species, alive, or... Except
1: how he feels.
0: Mm. Oh, that's he true. He does oh. not know that. Mm. The one feeling. Because it's
1: a human emotion. The that's the Lifetime
2: episode of Star Trek. <laughs> <laughs> Although... <laughs>
1: The episode where Spock eats too much and then makes himself throw up. (laughs) He starts cutting on himself. Starts cutting himself. Secret Spock cutting. He's married to an abusive husband. (laughs) And he can't get on the chairs quad. (laughs) So his mom kills somebody.
0: (laughs) I fell down the stairs.
2: <laughs> Captain, I. Oh, but, oh, this is terrible! I can't believe we're making we jokes can't about make domestic uh, abuse. No. About this. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, God, Joel, be. what? Uh, you uh, insensitive dick.
1: It's the beer. <laughs> Blaming on the. Uh, 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 hey. Uh, okay. This this question's aimed at Jason. When. Um, when somebody says, hey, Scotty, beam me up, just me, beam up one, uh, mm-hmm. and then somebody grabs them at the <laughs> last minute. <laughs> yes. Do, does they run a risk of, like, when they actually get beamed up, <laughs> there's, like, just this gelatinous mass of two people? We
0: saw this movie before with Jeff Goldblum. It was yeah. called
1: the <laughs>
2: Well, you know what? Actually, that's a great question. Yeah. So that. Um that comes to the idea of how teleportation works. If it's scanning your cellular makeup and DNA, no, it stands to reason it would only beam you up. Yes. Now, if it just says, hey, this is the general space I'm standing in, beam me up, it would come to reason that they'd be sweeping off the teleporter pads a lot <laughs> because it'd also pick up the dirt and anything else that that's was a, there. That's a good point. So it tells me that maybe there's some type of DNA encoding whenever they scan you. They're like, oh, we're beaming up that guy. Okay. Um, I mean, I'm totally pulling this out of my ass right now, <laughs> no, no. but that's the only thing that makes sense to me. Because yeah, I've thought the same thing. Like, if I suddenly reached over and grabbed somebody who's teleporting, would it shear their arm off? <laughs> right.
1: You know,
0: these are the important questions of our time. So no, or that was answered.
1: that was the thing that I was really curious about me too. when when she grabs onto him and she's like, "Sorry, Charlie," and I was like uh, you guys are both now about to be a right. gelatinous. because now yeah. we're teleporting
0: uh. 90% more mass than we had before, and a big risk on her part to take. Like, uh, uh, yeah. this guy who I suspect is actually from the but future. That's
1: a good
2: point. I hadn't thought about it like that. <laughs> Even my theory shot to shit by that, because if they're just trying to beam him up, how the fuck did she make it? Yeah, because she should have just fallen to the ground. Unless they're drift compatible. <laughs> 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 Let's explore that. <laughs>
1: Let's not. <laughs> I think Kirk has proven that he's drift compatible with a lot of things. Yeah, he is. <laughs> 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 um, I, think that, I think I've pretty much gone through most of my notes. Um, I was a little bit upset that we, it wasn't more of a dramatic exchange between the Klingon bird of prey and the whaling boat. Oh, oh, yeah. I know. <laughs> Did you expect them to blow them out of the water? <laughs> I kind of wanted to see the boat get just blown up. Director's cut. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, there was, it was definitely a very nerdy moment for me where I was yes. like, that's a Klingon bird of prey, bitch. Bring it. Bring, <laughs> Bring yeah, your harpoon. Shoot me with all the harpoons you want.
2: I love that scene, though. That The harpoon. Dung. Yeah. <laughs> just, yeah. Always love that scene. <laughs> and this was actually, I was going to say, because. I remember as a kid seeing that scene and thinking, man, that is so... It looked so cool That's to me. That's a great effect. Yeah. They were actually nominated for an Academy Award really? for special effects. Interesting. They were nominated for four Academy Awards for this movie. What I were think. the other ones?
0: Uh, sound. Best Supporting Actress, Nichelle Nichols. Nichols. Yes,
2: yes. I think that was one of them. Uh, <laughs> God, you would yeah, ask sound, me that now.
0: No, but you're right. It would be all the technical awards, effects and sounds and maybe editing.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah, it was... Uh, as I say this now, my notes don't want to pull up. Uh. Uh, it was cinematography, mm. sound, uh, sound effects, editing, best effects, and best music original score. Cinematography.
0: I don't know it that I agree cinem- with that.
1: It was. I thought it was nicely shot. I, I mean, I think I'd have to see what really? else came. It's out It's pretty two
0: dimensional. I was going to say it felt flat to me. What this else came is-
1: out in '86?
0: Um, I'm more concerned with what kind of came out in 1976, like, you know, the golden era of film. What else came out in 86? <laughs> uh, I, uh, golden you know, Child? The golden. If it went up against the <laughs> Golden Child, then maybe This we movie, have. I think, deserves
1: best cinematography. I thought that there were some nice-looking shots in this movie. I think that there were definitely some shots that weren't quite so nice, but I think there, were some, there was some nice stuff going on in this. There was that one cool... I mean, I thought it looked nice for its time when they went back in time and there was, like, the Mount Rushmore of the enterprise crew that was like coming up out of the like the computer oh I forgot about that oh, I, I thought mean, that was awful that looked to, like by that. today's standards it looks it looks creepy and horrible but it, yeah but by, by, it, for for then I thought it looked it looked cool it was a cool little it was you a know, cool, cool effect. effect,
0: in the same way that uh, what's the uh, what's the music video that we talked the about? Land the of UHF. the oh, yeah. land of confusion video. Oh, that too. No, I was yeah. thinking of the 3D computer. Oh, when, uh, oh, oh, oh! Uh, yeah. We yeah. got the Beverly Hillbillies microwave. Yeah, yeah, that video. Yeah. The Beverly. It's a little government. better than that. <laughs> I was going to say everybody uh, was blown away at the
2: time, but aliens. Whoa. 86?
0: See, there you go. Yeah,
1: Aliens yeah. definitely, hands down.
2: That looks aliens, much better. Aliens um, totally beats that. That and Platoon and Children of Lefts are God. It's I mean, base. that was a big year for movies, actually. See? yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, it was. Yeah. <laughs> Pl- Platoon's gorgeous. <laughs> Forget what I said. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just don't remember being blown away by... It a, just the shot of Spock in his man panties in the pool with the whale.
0: <laughs> 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 you gotta admit, though, that that's kind of when scene. he's mind-melding with the whale. I thought that was a cool little moment. Dude, you know what? Um, I guess it was PETA or whale advocates at the time uh-huh. were so pissed off at this movie uh, and of course uh, there, was, he was there was swimming with the a, there was a a no merit puppet. well they thought that you know they were criticizing the film <laughs> oh they were way too close to the whales during all that shooting they should not be in peta because it wasn't. It was
1: obviously not a real. Whale. No, yeah, ninety percent
0: of the shots were not actual whale shots. Yes. And they fucking well like leave
1: you, it. You're kicked out of your. I pool. know. <laughs> well, leave it. You idiots.
0: You know that they don't let the facts get in the way of, the, of their argument. So
2: when I was reading up on this, one of the things I saw was that most of it was shot in a pool. Yeah. They did one on location shot near the the bridge. Uh huh and they said a nuclear submarine oh heading god. out to sea snagged on one of the cables and dragged one of the whales out to the sea almost killed it oh
1: no it was a, it was one of the mops the fake ones one of the fake oh. ones. yeah oh, okay yes. they got
2: <laughs> a, a nuclear sub didn't notice <laughs> uh, oh wait we, we snagged something out oh, fuck let Just go <laughs> it's only the same goddamn size as the submarine That's
1: awesome hey uh, it'll stop thrashing eventually oh my god <laughs> Oh, my God, I had no idea. That's so funny. Oh, Well, guys, my
0: last note with this movie has to do with the, I'm going to use finger quotes here, climax of the movie.
1: You didn't even use the finger quotes. You just said it. You're that lazy? (laughs) Wow, way to call me out. You're so fucking lazy. Joe, it's called theater of the minds. It's it's, it's called cinema Aren't you the one who does this for a profession? Like, why why am I telling you this? but, but, But at least I do. Okay do the climax. There. Okay, wait. There. To be
2: fair though, it's better than what often happens whenever we're recording or we used to record mm-hmm. when people would act things out without telling people what it was. Oh so, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Pants so, mime. Um, I'll, I'll of give podcast. you a
0: slide on this one. Thank you. Though. I appreciate that. So the climax <laughs> of the <Stop laughs> Oh no. He's stop gonna set it. Jason stop. off. This is the end. This is the beginning of the end, folks. I'm going to try to power through while Joe Why? makes fart noises. <laughs> Why are you doing
2: this during this world? No.
1: Oh, no, 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 no. no.
0: no. Oh. <laughs> okay, go ahead, go ahead. To the climax of the movie. So basically, actually, what you just did was more entertaining than the climax of the movie when we're forced to listen to like what seems like five minutes of this probe and the whales just making awful oh noises God. back and forth. <laughs> <laughs> and apparently, the noise that the probe makes—did um, you read about that? No. It's—it's it's a baby's heartbeat during a sonogram that they then slowed down and digitized a little bit. Wow. So that's the sound of life you're hearing. <laughs> God, <laughs> take that to heart the next time you uh, you watch this movie. It's really, was it like, sounds a, awful. It's a real
1: abstract probe that they had created for this movie. <laughs> like, I, I and, and you know what? I kind of. I dig, but also don't dig, mm. that we never really learned what the fuck was going on. Like or or what, what they were saying. And yeah. that's
0: why it's so anticlimactic, because uh-huh. it's like, oh, they talked to the probe and then it At went one point, yeah, there were supposed to that. be
1: subtitles.
2: Oh, really? They were supposed to subtitle the communication, <laughs> are you there? Where are you? Yeah. <laughs> I'm in, I'm in the water, dog. I, I guess. <laughs>
0: and,
2: and I have to say, I'm kind
1: of happy they took that apart now. Yeah. Out yeah. Because I, I think it more to the imagination. Two. I guess at one point when when the when the thing's turning around, I thought maybe it was going to like kind of melt away and it would be like a big space whale <laughs> that was going to like <laughs> it was awesome. gonna like swim away <laughs> that like the the big ball was actually like kind of hanging out of its blowhole. Oh, interesting. And then like it was going to switch Jason's face. <laughs>
2: I don't know. It's like... I'm just trying that's to... That's 280s. A rainbow... Shit, a rainbow as it's flying away? I mean, what the hell? Why
1: not? As, as it travels
2: back in time. Now, I have to say this. As much as I love this movie, we're talking about gripes. Mm-hmm. That's one of my biggest gripes.
0: The the design, the of, design the of the probe? No, no, no,
2: no. Nope. The fact that they fucking existed. Oh, no. We've traveled... Uh, it took us 300 years to fucking get here oh. to realize the whales are gone, uh-huh. and we're going to destroy this planet. It's like... It just kind of seemed like a bizarre story well, element. I mean, it it obviously had to propel the story forward,
1: but the whole thing always. Even when I was a kid and I saw this, I was like ten when this came out. Yeah. It was like, what? Well, that was, but that was where we come into the whole heavy handed message of man was ultimately killing themselves by killing the planet. Right. You know, well, like they yeah, and I get care that. Of their, they weren't taking care of the whales, so they were sealing their own fate. By not taking care of the yeah,
0: whales. Yeah, but, but I see what you're saying, Jason. If if whatever that probe is or whoever built it is so technologically advanced that they're do- rendering all of our spaceships and space stations sterile, you'd think they'd be able to get here a little faster than 300 years. Well, and not only that, get hole. here and
1: maybe communicate
2: on a different level? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You or, speak one fucking language. Do,
0: and
1: it's... <laughs> how do we know that it hasn't come back around a few times? And now this is the time that it's oh, it's like Haley's it's, Comet that it's caused some shit because there's no whales this time. Mm,
2: that's a good point. And it didn't figure out that hey, maybe the whale population's diminishing. The last few passes around, yeah. <laughs> or maybe that oh my God, there's another life form on this planet that
1: has mastered space flight. Yeah, <laughs> let's let's uh, let's put them at the top you of the just list. Turn into Ron fucking Swanson. <laughs> <laughs> Perhaps there's another species on this planet
2: that is achieved space excuse flight. me son <laughs> I want to make sure you understand. Also something likes to
1: eat meat
2: and create <laughs> woodwork. <laughs> that would be wrong. <laughs> you would be incorrect. Nice. Have fun with your splashy whales, son. <laughs> <laughs> I find your whales delicious and I'll take two please. And their blubber
1: warms me in the dead of winter. <laughs>
0: I'm so glad we can work Ron Swanson into this. I've decided he's my spirit guide. I've actually recast him as Scotty in this movie. Did you really? No, 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 no. But how awesome! Because now I have. Okay, Captain. There (laughs) be whales here. The okay, Star Trek for the Voyage Home. Mm. What did it do right, guys? You want me to start first? Yes. I always feel like I go first, but. uh, Again, I like the fact that everybody gets a little, uh, uh, their little time to shine, and, and it's not the fucking Kirk and Spock show, uh-huh. the way that the, all, the other movies kind of turned into. And this again, they did the same thing with The Next Generation. It's nice when what built this into such the huge sci-fi property as it is, is, is all about family. And it's something that Firefly understood, and these guys kind of lost lost their way along the trek. Let's <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> see what I did there. Oh, my God. Um, so wow. I, I, I like that it was a real ensemble piece, and, and everybody had their moments to shine.
1: Gotcha. Jason? I I like the
2: fact that it kind of poked fun at itself. You know, it took some very, very creative liberties and just had a lot of fun. I really, I applaud Nimoy for making the decision to make a Mm lighthearted Star Trek movie. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because, again, it took some getting used to and he took a big risk. But I think it all
1: in all turned out to be a great moment in the franchise. Yeah. Piggybacking on what you said, I think the best thing that this film did was basically kind of the fact that Nimoy was at the helm. Uh, that the the guy who was the heart of Star trek was directing this thing and he uh and he'd kind of injected a lot of humanity if you will and humor into it uh, and made it a little bit more than just a science fiction film and uh and made it kind of a family affair uh, to kind of build off of what Joel was saying uh that it was a, a family thing and and it very much was it was a kind of movie that now you look back on it and it's it's a film that A family can enjoy and it's a a story that people can identify with whether you dig on deep sci-fi or just on the surface it's something that you can identify with it's a fun movie it's just straight up a fun movie you don't have to invest a whole lot into it uh but you get a whole lot back what did the movie do wrong hmm that's a
0: tough one Uh, okay well and this is the issue that i had with um masters of the universe the fact that uh, we start the movie off, we're in space, we're on these other planets, there's these fantastical things going on, creatures and space battles, and then we just go back to fucking boring 1980 America, and it did it again. This was more successful than that movie, mm-hmm. both financially and creatively. Um, but still, that always seems like a cop out. If the results weren't so fun uh, and and again approachable, uh, it would it would be more of a detriment. But uh, still, I kind of feel like it's it's one of the weaker Star Trek scripts.
1: Yeah. Okay. I don't completely hmm, controversial. Agree. I know. No,
2: I I don't I don't disagree with you on that. I mean, honestly, well, no, you say it's one of the weaker Star Trek scripts. Uh, There's two movies that came after that that were fairly weak, I believe. Okay. Uh, I mean, true. The, the the this honestly for me was the Star Trek franchise, at least the original series cast, <clears throat> the movies that involved them taking a turn for the worse. Because I can honestly say the movies do not get better from here on Mm-mm, out. No.
1: There's, um, after this, you have Final Frontier and Undiscovered Country. Wait, yes, part six, though, is rough.
0: No, Undiscovered Country? Mm. That's my favorite. That's my favorite that of the original. is that the one original.
1: where they find God or something? They, no, that's the original one. The that's guy the motion picture. God? No, no, no. Oh, no no, 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 no. No. no, no, that's part five.
0: Yeah. You no, know, part part 6 is when uh oh, they assassinate what, the Klingon. Yeah, uh, actually that one was good. Yeah.
2: Uh I you know what? That's actually a great you're going to get me to re- re- step back on that one. Yeah. That
0: was actually good. The the
2: Shakespeare spouting Klingon, right. you know, uh that was tak You know, that was always amazing to me. That's to be or not to be. Let's get him a Kleenex on Klingon. Okay. Stop it, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> um so I I I will have to backtrack on that. I I do enjoy that, but I wouldn't say it out Classes or outpaces this one. to Fair me.
1: enough, okay. Joe. So what it, what did what did you feel like this movie did wrong?
2: <laughs> oh man, that's that's hard. For, I again, I felt the the heavy handedness of the message the save the whales thing mm-hmm. is always kind of stuck in my craw a bit. Yeah, I mean honestly, I've never been a fan of when movies do that. Oh. I hate Avatar for that reason. Yeah. Um. I well also because I hate James Cameron, but. Uh, that's the only thing really when I look back that, that bothers me about it. It does seem a little slapstick and a little too over the top at times mm-hmm. whenever it comes to playing it loose. Mm-hmm. But other than that, I mean, that's all
1: I can really think of that I think this movie did wrong. Gotcha. The uh, the the ecological message doesn't bother me quite as much. Yeah. Um, this movie is kind of a perfect little time capsule for what 1986 was. Uh, and Psh, is. You could you could kind of expect that from a movie like this. But where this movie... Succeeded was that it still gave you an entertaining package uh, around that, and, and it gave you God damn God, uh, but it, and it also you know it, it still gave you something that was faithful to the franchise, uh, and you know it it managed to give you, like I said earlier, it was a nice kind of stop off before kind of continuing on with the story, you know, continuing on getting to the trial of James T Kirk, we had this nice little you know pit stop along the way, uh, and. That was really fantastic. What I thought the movie did wrong and what I think, I think it ultimately fell on Leonard Nimoy's willingness to kind of give someone the chance who didn't deserve it. And I think it's bad actors. Uh, The woman who played Jillian. Weren't a fan. I thought was absolutely horrible. Mm -hmm. I thought she was. Oh, what was her name? I the actress's name? Yeah, I can't remember. Oh, by the way,
0: Mackenzie Phillips was the woman in the uh, American Graffiti car with Harrison Ford. Oh, okay. From Thanks. an hour ago. Gotcha. Thank you. Uh, <laughs>
1: FYI, I, th- I thought that there were some some rough performances, not just from you know Nichelle Nichols and this woman that played Jillian. I think that some of you know the the like the Starfleet, like the president, you know, a lot of the people at the very beginning of the movie, the guy who played Spock's dad. Uh, I, I I felt some very wooden performances from like a lot of folks. But like you still had some good performances from people who were already established, people who knew who they were and who they were supposed to be playing. Like DeForest Kelly. I thought he already know who's he. He, he already knows who he is, and so he had no problem. Uh, Shatner had no problem. Uh, even Nimoy had no problem portraying who he is. Um, I thought that uh, uh, Duhin is that his name? Dohen James Dohen James Dohen who yeah. plays uh, Scotty. Had no problem. But I think you would have pointed out, like, Chekhov was a little weak. The guy who played Chekhov was a little weak. Nichelle Nichols was a little weak. So I think that obviously this was kind of like an early directing effort from Leonard Nimoy. And I think he kind of learned a few things while working on this. So I think that directing wise, Nimoy was still kind of learning. Hmm. It was it was maybe a little bit of a weak effort there. Um, so I, I would probably put it on that. I would put there was probably some wooden performances, some things that could have been improved. Uh, some some technical aspects that could have been improved upon. Uh, but overall, man, I, I enjoyed it. I, yeah. I, I can't believe I enjoyed this movie as much as I did. I'm glad that this was something that we went back and revisited. Yeah. Um, Fitting tribute to the yeah.
0: late Leonard Nimoy.
1: It really is. Are you guys ready to go back and recast this thing? <laughs>
0: Catherine Hicks is the woman's name, by the way. Catherine Hicks. And the oh, only other thing she's known so for is uh, Child's Play and Seventh Heaven. And Peggy I, Sue got married. I think originally
2: her character was supposed to have been played by someone else.
0: I'll believe that. Eddie Murphy. Oh yes, I read about yes. that too. Joe has a perplexed look yes. on his face. Jason yes. You dare to explain?
2: No, no. I, I just all I, all I read was that he was originally supposed to be cast in the position, and I don't, I didn't see yeah. why. Like, okay, he was
1: supposed to be romance.
2: No, no. It was, obviously <laughs> they changed
0: that part. It was going to be a different script. It wasn't going to have to do with whales. It was going to be um, that
1: Star Trek goes to Beverly Hills. There's like, like a, <laughs> Axel Foley. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> in stereo, all the three of us. Wow. <laughs> um,
0: no, it was he was going to be like a uh, a, a uh, like a an astronomer a budding astronomer and was going to have seen the klingon ship um decloak in space and so was and so the whole thing is yeah, i guess he's a conspiracy theorist and he's trying to trying to find the real ship so he would have taken the place of yeah the woman character and also it wasn't going to have to do with Man, you really didn't you? he's going to find he's
1: going to find the <laughs> ship of the park put a banana
0: in the tailpipe. <laughs> 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 that's awesome <laughs> yeah Wow yeah and it wasn't Eddie gonna Murphy. it wasn't gonna do with whales at all there it was going to be some virus that was wiping out humanity in the future and the secret was trees we had to go save the rainforest <laughs> oh so, so the happening. hey guys <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> what's going on with the honeybees <laughs> Hey Spock so yeah. <laughs> So, luckily, the Beverly Hills Cop movies. Uh, actually, I think I think he did Golden Child instead of this movie. I
1: think you're right. Yeah. Yes. Wow. Thank God. Because that was that year, I think. Yeah, 86. Holy shit. Man, now I'm trying to just imagine Eddie Murphy in a Star Trek film. <laughs> yeah. Not, <laughs> that's, uh, that's crazy. Ill-conceived. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, all right. So, uh, so, recasting. I figure, Joel, you can go first. I'll go second, and then we'll let our guests go last.
2: Oh, okay. I like that. Because mine will be completely wheels off.
0: Oh, Challenge accepted because I have a bit of a well. I've I've done what I what I am wanted to do sometimes, um, where I've taken the cast from another another property and put them into this one. Okay, it's the
1: cast of Party of Five. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Jennifer, uh, what's her name? Jennifer Love. 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 Um, love. Love. No, I took. Uh, I've had to take some some liberties here. Um, I mean,
2: recasting a movie—you're yeah. already taking some liberties. <laughs> that's but go true. Ahead. That's
0: true. Okay, so I'm not going to do what the what the new reboot did, where I'm going to get younger, hipper, hipper uh, members to to be in this movie. I'm <laughs> sticking members. with I'm sticking with. Oh, damn it! I was hoping I could get yeah. by with that. I was hoping. Um, so, ball. I've kept the cast old, uh, older in some cases here. Uh, I'm gonna take the cast of Ghostbusters and put them into this movie. All right, so let me let me let me play this out for you. Yes, have some. I fold. (laughs) Well, I'm I'm glad you did that because Rick Moranis will be playing uh, the part of Chekhov because he can do no wrong. (laughs) Rick Moranis is Chekhov. Of course, you gotta have Annie Potts in the Uhura uh, role because she's always on the phone and so she's now doing the translating for the Starship Admiral.
1: I've got whale song. I hear whale song here.
0: this one's a little out of left field because uh, not a lot of Asians in the um, uh, Ghostbusters universe. So uh, how about the old standby Ken Watanabe uh, as Sulu? <laughs> I like him. He's great. Uh, but I'm going to get back to it with the Ernie Hudson. Ernie Hudson's going to play Scotty in this role. What the fuck? That's right. That's right. What? Uh, Bones Bones would have been played by uh, the late Harold Ramis. The Harold Ramis. Mm. Uh, but since he's gone, we're going to get uh, 80s dick William Atherton, who plays... Uh, the, the bad guy. He's, mm-hmm. he's going to be the Bones character. Uh, and then, of course, you've got to have a strong pairing for uh, Kirk and Spock. Uh, and they already kind of have this rapport. I'm talking about Dan Aykroyd and Bill Murray. Bill Murray, of <laughs> course, is Spock. Dan Aykroyd doing his Coneheads impersonation, uh, playing the role of, uh, of Spock. And then, of course... Sigourney Weaver. Uh, so I, meant, I guess so you meant <laughs> playing Spock. Oh, you meant Bill Murray do? is Kirk. Oh my bad, my bad. <laughs> two Spocks. I like fact, my I two Spocks. <laughs> <laughs> I would watch that. My bad. That's what I get when I read and I talk at the same time. Bill Murray is Kirk, Dan <laughs> Aykroyd is Spock, and of course Sigourney Weaver will play the uh, the the whale lover Jillian.
1: Oh, I'll just play the whale.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, who's directing it? Uh, I went John Favreau because. He can do action and comedy well, and and this movie has heart. He does not heart. Ivan
1: Reitman. You didn't want Ivan Reitman. <laughs> not not after everybody else. You didn't want Ivan Fuck Reitman. Fuck you, Ivan. You know why? Because because
0: if I did that, I'd have to take back everything I said on the Father's Day episode, oh, and that's yeah. not happening. So. Sorry, Ivan. It's all right. It's the editing bay. We, we are never held to our word. Yeah, but John Favreau's got a bright future, and Ivan's best days are behind him, I'm afraid. That's, wow, that's... Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's, you saw Draft Day. Tell me I'm right. wrong. That's true. There you go.
1: Did you know that movie was like on a lot of people's like best of list for last year? <laughs> 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 Jeff's, Jeff speaks. Audible groan. Oh, my God. All we hear from Jeff is, <laughs> Alright, so I did kind of the same thing that you did Where oh, I, no. I, I kept my cast Like a little bit older I didn't go Ooh. younger the J.J. <laughs> Abrams way uh, and, uh, and so Going uh, from the bottom up Jillian, the, uh, the marine biologist Played mm-hmm. by Rachel McAdams uh, Chekhov, Played by Tom Hollander Tom Hollander was in the Pirates of the Caribbean movies. He was, like, in the sequels. He became, like, the new the new dick, like, royal captain guy. Who oh. Was re- he was real short. Yeah. Um, I, that's the only thing I remember that he's been in. Uhura, played by Viola Davis. Yeah, good one. Uh, Sulu, Donnie Yen. He's been in a bunch of kung fu movies, like Ip, Ip Man. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Scotty, played by, I think, uh, Jason and I's favorite Scottish actor, David Tennant. Oh, nice, I didn't think about that. Holy shit! Um, Bones McCoy, I want Deadwood with this. I want Ian McShane. Yeah, oh, I want I want McCoy with a potty mouth. Where he's like, <laughs> "You might be out of your fucking mind." <laughs> um, Spock, tell me tell me what you think about this one. All right played by Sasha Baron Cohen.
0: Ooh, interesting. <laughs> I've, I've never seen him be reserved, but he certainly has the look. I, You know what? Actually, I think he could do it. Yeah, I think he could He's do it. I think it'd
1: be pretty cool. Uh, and then finally, Kirk, played by Edward Norton. Oh, interesting. Wow, nice. And uh, all this directed by either the director of Galaxy Quest, Dean Parasot. Great. Or Garth Jennings, who did Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Oh, okay. Yeah,
0: both familiar with the... The, the genre. Side, the
1: genre. Side-by-genre. And now Jason, the ball's in your court.
2: So, so. And it's all balls out from here. So, um, <laughs> love it. Yeah, it, it's really... I th- I thought about this, because I, I sometimes will sit around and think about I would, who I'd recast and everything, which I guess was probably what everybody does, which led to this bit. But for director, I thought about somebody who loves... I love to watch Ben genres, and that's Josh, Weed- Josh Whedon. There you go. I yes. think he would have a lot of fun with this movie. Um, for... For uh, Kirk, I've been watching a lot of House of Cards lately, oh. uh, and uh, and you have to forgive me; my mind's going completely blank. But um, Kevin Spacey, Kevin Spacey, yes. Is uh, for Spock, and, and again, the age range jumps all over here. For Spock, and only because I really would like to see him do this, uh, Doctor Sheldon Cooper. Uh, I would love to see him play Spock. And honestly, that was more of a tribute to Nimoy than anything. Yeah, Uh, Probably one of the biggest Nimoy fans or Spock fans out there in pop culture right now. That's Let me think of that. Um, Uhura. Oh, no. I I was on the fence about this one. Either Retta, who played um, Donna Mingle from Parks and Rec, or (laughs) go a completely different direction, Terry Crews. (laughs) <laughs> oh I almost, I almost <laughs> went a dude. Yeah, I think Terry Crews would be hilarious. That is in oh, that role. He's great in everything. Yeah, yeah. well, yeah, of course. Uh, <laughs> Scotty, see, I went back and forth on Scotty with this one. Either I go really, really off the wall and go Sean Connery. Ooh. Wow For Scotty Fucking yeah man
0: Bring him out of retirement Yeah
2: <laughs> And he could abuse The entire
0: crew uh, <laughs> we we'll little slap the bitches When they get and, out of line
2: And I considered And also I didn't necessarily Stick to ethnical background On some of these This guy I moved from Scotty After going back and forth Now to off, I would actually like To see Nick Frost Ooh. Come in and play check off. Just cuz it'd be wheels off and why it's not? Nick Frost.
1: Simon Pegg's already in as well. Say. Why and not do Nick
2: Frost? That was one of the things that made me think cuz I honestly think they've nailed the casting with Simon Pegg as Scotty.
0: He's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: he's really good. Um and then I can't think of anybody I'm missing there. I didn't write it
0: down, of course. Kirk Spock. Well, yeah, I think he yeah. I think he got all the Originally
2: good ones. it was Robert Downey Jr as
0: Kirk. Uh, I almost went that route too.
2: Yeah, I just thought that'd be a lot of fun. Maybe Chris Evans is is Spock. Yeah, or you somebody can. You can do all the, do the, the whole Avengers in this movie. thing. Mm-hmm. But no, nah, I decided just to like cherry pick from all over the place. Whoever came to mind. But honestly, Terry Crews
1: as um, <laughs> as <a> race, <laughs> one of my I think is my master stroke on that one. Terry Crews in drag. Or, just, like,
0: dressed as a dude.
2: Oh, no. Actually, I hadn't thought about that, but in drag would be
0: perfect. <laughs> but they'd never address it. No, they never. Never. Either, never. Completely normal. Never. But he's got rouge and lipstick <laughs> yeah. on Yeah,
2: but Kevin Spacey is Kirk, too. I think there's a lot of charisma and dynamic there that could
1: work. Dude, that's a great idea. That would
2: be fun, man. Yeah. I'd love to see it. Uh,
1: doing a Shatner impression Or just being himself
2: No just being him uh, Kind of more along the lines Of what he does uh, In House of Cards <laughs> so uh-huh. you Break the fourth uh, wall And address <laughs> And, the, and that. killing dogs yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, Spoiler alert <laughs> Bones it's in the first episode <laughs> <I know. Yeah. laughs> Literally the first two minutes Of the first episode uh, And Bones That was the one I forgot Oh yeah Gary Sinise there you oh, go. Oh, dude. I feel that's like even
0: that. has the, no pun intended, bone structure. Yeah, of, he, uh, he kind of fits the role, yeah. and I'm
2: just a big Gary Sinise fan, so I feel like he would be really good dude, in that role. Dude,
0: fucking spot on. I think between the three of us, we got a we gotta remake on. I think grand. so. Uh,
2: I do have to say, hats off to you, though, sir, on the uh, Bill Murray uh, Dan Aykroyd. Can't you Spock. see Dan Aykroyd with the ears and the <laughs> I fucking pointing eyebrows? I and s- and I do you, like Joe, Joe just for two
0: Spocks. <laughs> I like <the> two Spocks. <laughs> My two spots
2: Too many spots, Too many Spocks. Too many Spocks. I think we need to shoot that intro. <laughs>
1: Well done. Uh, All right, so if you've got any thoughts about Star Trek For The Voyage Home uh, on our recasting or just what we've had to say about it, or if there's something we've missed, uh, you can share with us on our Facebook page. Just go to Facebook, put The Editing Bay in the search bar, find the girl with the bleeding eyes. That's us. And then you can go ahead and just
0: share away. Uh, We've also got a website, right, Joel? We sure do. It is not The Editing Bay. It's not Edit Bay. It's editingbay.com. You can go there and find out all about the show, uh, whatever's coming up next, uh, you can listen to all the all the episodes there. All of our past episode also has links to uh, subscribe on iTunes. Uh, and if you're not already following us on Twitter, please do so at the Editing Bay. That's at the Editing Bay on and Twitter. If you download us
1: on your uh, your iPhone or iTunes app or whatever the fuck it's called, um, <laughs> podcasting app. There you go. But through iTunes, go ahead and give us a review, please. Uh, five-star rating is preferred and uh, and a little review action there because that helps us. We're in the uh, the process of trying to get ourselves some sponsorships and uh, and that's going to help us grow the show, not just for the editing bay, but also all of the shows on the wonderful Next Wave Radio Network. Uh, we've got the 8 Big Gladiators with Jeff and Jay and John where they talk about video games, My Comic Life with Jeff and Sam, where they talk about nerd culture, comics, movies, uh, stuff like that. Uh, we've also got MVP, the most valuable podcast podcast uh, with Danny and Matthew and myself we'll talk about some sports and sports entertainment in the form of wrestling uh, this past week we've uh we talked about the uh, fallout from WWE Fastlane and predictions from WrestleMania what we think is going to happen in the most predictable era so far <laughs> it seems in the WWE uh you know all the next wave shows we would really appreciate it if you give us some fade- some feedback some love um yeah so i think that's about it um Man, what a legacy, though. What a legacy that, uh, that, that Leonard Nimoy has left for us. Uh, it's, it's a damn shame because there was nothing that made me feel more giddy than when I watched that J.J. Abrams movie and when we saw you know Leonard Nimoy pop back up yeah. and you, saw, you got that feeling inside that goosebumps because the heart of what Star Trek was was there. Right. You know, it was almost like he was signing off. On what was going yeah, to happen. the was, baton. I think
2: up. that was one of the shining endorsements. You know, you could add Shatner, which of course is a whole other topic, but the fact that he was invo- involved um, was a branding statement to me for the new reboot, um, and it was an epic thing. And, and I'll tell you, Spock to me is Star Trek, mm-hmm. uh, and Nimoy is Spock. Yeah. Uh, even though he is, you know, first says I am not Spock um, <laughs> it really did it was um, when I when I, I posted on Facebook there's not a dry eye in my office right now and I'm the only person in my office uh, it, it was a painful thing to see he was gone mm-hmm. uh, and even that you know I look back my dad he even posted on there too it, wow. was, it was a big deal for him too yeah. as well so uh, it really was uh, in the geek community a big loss yeah. mm.
1: Re- really quickly before we sign off I, I want to recount a story that I heard uh, George Takei share at a a local Comic-Con once he talked about uh, Leonard Nimoy and when they were starting to do the Star Trek animated series Mm. and they were bringing people in to do the voices and they definitely wanted Shatner and they wanted Nimoy. And then everybody else, they were like, oh, well, we're just going to outsource. We're going to get everybody, you know, we're just going to get some random actors to do everybody else. And we were still, you know, obviously at a time where racial tensions were high. And Leonard Nimoy was very much a proponent for... Minorities, and he was definitely a, a, a friend mm-hmm. of everybody on that cast. And he held out. I don't know if you guys knew this. He no. held out for his castmates, and was like, "If you want me, you are going to get George. You're going to get Michelle. Uh, you know, you're going to get James. You're going to get uh, what the hell is his name is, who plays Chekhov. Uh, <laughs> I feel like an <laughs> I, can't think of I can't it remember his name. Uh, you're going to get them. Walter. Walter Koenig. Kane yeah. You're going to get them." Because if you do not cast them, they're as much Star Trek as as uh, Bill and I are. If you don't get them, you don't get me. And so that's how they got their gigs doing the voice work on the Star Trek animated wow. series, which I think is just an awesome testament to this yeah. man, You know, to what Star Trek was to him and what it was to work with him and how – he took care of the people that, that he worked with. That's awesome. Uh, what oh. did
0: Sulu have to say about uh, Shatner? Any, any words? <laughs> any opinions? Oh, he I'm has, sure he did the same thing, he right? Has, oh, nope. He's such a stand-up guy. <laughs> Sulu has so many opinions Everybody about he loves, what loves him. He only makes friends wherever um, he goes.
1: So, uh, Leonard Nimoy, this this tribute to you, your, your final tweet that he shared uh, on February 23rd. That's beautiful. A life is like a garden. Perfect moments can be had, but not preserved, except in memory. Live long and prosper. Thank you very much, Leonard Nimoy. Uh, this one is for you. We are the editing bay, and we'll catch you next week.
0: Running around, robbing banks, all on the Snacks. You've been listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. That's fucking gold.